Welcome to Old Town New World here at Millstone Pizza. We're in Old Town Rock Hill. I'm Jason Broadwater. I'm Chris Trevay. And we're here to talk about the ever-changing world of Main Street USA. No, okay. Okay, um, so here we are with a guest today. Um, we've got Chip Hutchison here with us. Chip, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. Chip is, um, he, he is connected to Rock Hill in, in a lot of ways. He's um, involved in, in a lot of the revitalization process and what the future of Rock Hill, Hill could look like. But um, he's also, his family goes all the way back to the very beginnings of this town. And so uh, you might be able to hear the train in the background that actually was the birth of this town. <laughs> that's part of the story um, of how this town exists. And um, Chip's family, uh, the Hutchison family, and then, and then other families that are connected, go all the way back to the very beginning of how this town started. So we're hoping today that we'll take a journey and we'll look at how we've moved through the Industrial Revolution and then the loss of the textile mills and the change in this economy, modernization, and now urbanization, and, and what that looks like to a small town and um, do it in the, through the lens of um, learning more about uh, this city, the one that we're in now, at Millstone, drinking beer. So, first, uh, Chip, if we can, uh, if we can go way back, and you can just tell us, start to tell us the story, and, and excuse us as we constantly interrupt, but start to tell us the story of, of how this town, of how your family got here, and how this town started. Um, wow, okay, let me see if I can uh, process how it started. <laughs> Dawn of man. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of parallels uh, in today um, in the fact that uh, this town started with a modern technology. Uh, there was a modern technology back in the early 1800s called the railroads. Yeah, <laughs> game changer. Yeah, it was, and that was a, it connected. It was yeah. the first time you could actually connect. Uh, and I remember reading somewhere that um, in one generation, a trip between Washington, D.C. and Chicago uh, was just like one day because of the railroads versus 10 days before. Right. So in just one generation, that's a huge game changer how quick that is. So the railroads, the technology came on board um, is really what formulated a lot of our society back uh, in that those days. And you know, it's similar to how the internet is facilitating small town redevelopment because you can stay in your small town in a cool hip small town and be connected to the global economy. Yes. It's the connector, the great yes. connector. And if you don't embrace the technology uh, and if you're scared of it or if you're blind to the opportunity that it can provide then then you're gonna miss out. Okay, perfect segue into the anecdote of how Ebenezer missed out on becoming yes. the city of Rock Hill. Yeah, so. A lot of people don't realize, but before the city of Rock Hill, there was a town called Ebenezerville. Ebenezerville. Yes. And there was a church. Everything had a ville back then. Yes. Or a town yeah. with an E. Well, I'm glad we're not Rock Hillville. <laughs> I know. Rock Hillville. Yeah. Rock Hillville town? Yeah. Kill, Killville. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Ebenezerville had this uh, centered around this church called Ebenezer Church. And when was things. this? When was this? This had to be like in the early 1800s. All right. 
Um, and so I don't know. I don't know actual years. That's fine. That's okay, fine. so we can just like throw back <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of a time. Just centuries is fine. Yes. Yeah, so, and I don't. I can't keep in my mind about the 20th century means 1900s. Right. Yes. So 18, 18th century, 1800. I'm just gonna say the 1800s. All right. Perfect. Good okay. Job. Good job. That's so the, the early 1800s, uh, the railroads were coming online, and there was this guy named George Pendleton White. George Pendleton White married this. A young lady named Ann Hutchison. And that's your last name. Yeah, wow. Yes. You're smart. You're quick. Okay. <laughs> so Aunt Ann. She's aunt. my aunt. Okay. Because it was her brother was my direct descendant. But anyway, George Pendleton White was a uh, surveyor. And he uh, uh, surveyed land where railroads were going to go. Well, Ann had a brother. And Ann's brother name was Hiram. And Hiram Hutchison. That is my name. That's my given name. Now, Hiram doesn't have, he never had any children, uh, but he was in, in the Hutchison family, he's a, he's a true legacy. Um, Hiram was arguably, uh, in fact, I went to hear a professor from the University of South Carolina, uh, Lacey, I think his name, uh, Dr. Lacey, I think, I could be totally wrong, but University of South Carolina, he spoke about uh, 15 years ago about Hiram Hutchison as the, one of the richest men in South Carolina that did not own a plantation. Oh, wow. Yes, and also means he didn't own people. Right, yeah. 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 So anyway. Which is a big plus. Yeah, back then a lot of people <laughs> yeah. owned people, yeah. you know, around yeah. here. That's kind of weird, isn't it? So, but anyway. A real gem. Yeah, so this guy was way, Hiram was ahead of his time because he didn't own people. He owned stock. He owned stock and he invested his money in modern technology like railroads. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. So anyway, Hiram's sister, uh, he told, he convinced Hiram's sister that you need to invest money in these railroads as right. well. So Hiram's sister said, well, I'm going to marry this guy named George who's a surveyor because he knows where the railroads go. No, I, that's not true. I don't know. I think they got married and he just happened to be a <laughs> they surveyor. They might have been in love too. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. But the bottom line is <laughs> that the railroad uh, was going to come between Augusta and Charlotte and it came right through our area. And um, Hiram knew that. And Hiram, because he was an investor in railroads and he saw, he had such a vision of what the future needed to be being connected and how that important that is. <clears throat> so Hiram was able to uh, convince his sister that um, there was gonna be a railroad that's gonna come right through this area. Right. And Ebenezerville was the first. That's where the line uh, went as the crow, as they say the yeah, crow the flew? Flies. The crow yeah, flies, the okay. Line. The crow, the straight line went right through Ebenezer. And this is just what I've heard stories about people saying that uh, the families in the Ebenezerville community was concerned that this loud, obnoxious railroad that would come through and make a lot of smell, <laughs> it would run over their cows. No. Oh yeah, and and they I'm didn't want the cows. that. Yes. Cows. <laughs> so so anyway. They they said we got to move two miles east. We're gonna move this railroad two miles east. And um, there was a house two miles east that Ann and George wanted to buy because they wanted to buy this house that's going to go right near where the railroad was. So to this day, there's it's a museum today called the White Home, and the White Home is uh, one of is considered one of the very first houses that was built in our in Rock Hill, what's downtown Rock Hill. So because of the vision of knowing where the railroad was going to go, and where uh, the surveyor, George was gonna be the survey, surveyor, they actually built their, uh, bought that house, 
and that's where they are today. And lo and behold, the house came right through, which is Rock Hill today. The railroad. The and railroad so, did. And yeah. so you have the white property named after the White family. Yep. And you have the black property named after the black family. And this is yes. not race. This is the names no. of the families. Yeah. Now that's the that's the goofy I, thing about Rock Hill. We have a main street, and one side is White Street, and the other side is Black Street. I know. And people think that it's a race thing. It's not. It's two no. family farms. Yes. And they came together. And when the the way I understand it is. Um, when the the condition of putting the railroad through here was that they were going to have to put a stop. In other words, you can't run the railroad through here unless you put a, a stop. A depot. A depot. Yeah. Thank you. And so because your, your hiring crowd knew if you put a depot, you're going to have a town. Yeah. yeah. Because you're going to have an economy. Yeah. Because yeah. people are going to get on and off. They're going to drive here. They're yeah. going to meet here. They're going to. It's going to create a hub of activity. So you know if you if you parallel it to what we're we're dealing with here in in, in revitalizing small towns, you know, infrastructure, fiber, the internet, you know, fiber is the most, I think, the greatest parallel between the railroads. If you have fiber and, and free Wi-Fi and just a really lit up place, then you're going to have people come here, move here, because it's a portal, it's an access portal to the rest of the world. And so, but they what, were, what if you're like Ebenezerville, though? And you don't want it. Well, we can't invest in that. It costs too much yeah, money. It's going to yeah. rip up the streets. I mean, I don't know why they <laughs> like, what, what, I don't want these trains coming through here ripping up my streets. Yeah. Only they didn't have that accident, right. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like they could have it. Well, whatever <laughs> happened to Ebenezerville? It actually got eaten by Rock Hill. Now it's just uh, Ebenezer Road yeah. or Ebenezer Avenue. And that's why they say that Rock Hill is forever haunted by <laughs> Ebenezerville. <laughs> Wait a minute, sorry, I'm mixing stories. <laughs> I want, it's called Ebenezerville. It's, I feel like this story has to end in some kind of ghost well, you're situation. Well, you're thinking Scrooge, Ebenezer right, Scrooge. Well, yeah, yeah, this yeah. whole story is very Dickensian to but me. I thought that's Christmas. To, he, well, he, well right he now we're, we're with the ghost of the past. Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I just I assumed at some point in the story somebody's head was going to get cut off, yeah. and then they were going to place it with a pumpkin, but it never came. But it was still an exciting story, even without the no, even with no sans beheading. It was still. Well, it might story. have been the cow that laid his head on oh, the railroad right. track. Oh, there you go. This yes. is about cow ghosts. Rock Hill is potentially full of cow ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> well, if you look at, I mean, it's amazing to me. I uh, this a, a story that I wrote a long time ago actually. My, my novel, and it took me forever to write it, but I didn't realize it then. It's all about the train coming to Western North Carolina, and how it how there's this co what was a cove or a holler they called it a cove, and it becomes a town because the railroad tracks. Right. And and I didn't even know the history of Rock Hill then. This is when I still lived up in Asheville. I had moved back to this area, and I didn't even really know what I was writing about. But it was all about how that technology connected that place to the rest of the world, quote unquote. Um, and therefore, it radically changed that place and all the people in it. And it created good things and bad things. It created some destruction. It created some uh, creation. It, but it created change. And if if it wouldn't have, you know, you have to either, even though change can be negative uh, sometimes, you know, you're going to have some failures. You're going to have some. But if you don't change, you just die. You just right. fade away. Yeah. That, that definitely seems like one absolute certainty about humans that we've, proved for a long time is that technology will always, there will always be new technology and it will always change things. I mean, that's, because technology doesn't just mean iPhones. Technology has always meant that, that new thing, that new development. And the wheel. The wheel, yeah. And, yeah. and that it is inevitable. That will always happen. That will always be here. So it's really, the variable is how do you or how do your community or whatever make the best use of that 
that change in that technology because that, that is definitely coming. There will always be new technology. But, but I think today our, our mind is kind of stuck with not understanding to see what technology can do. Because if you look back then, like a hammer, okay? The technology of a hammer was important. Everybody needed a hammer. But did the technology improve exponentially every year? But today, we don't necessarily need a hammer, but the technology we have today, because of the internet, things are improving exponentially. It moves faster. I mean, it's, and it's not just of course, like a lot of it's not necessarily improvement. I mean, some of it's just distraction. I mean, some of it's improvement, but some of it's just. I mean, like the new app where I can, you know, play some game or something. Yeah, necessarily right. an improvement right, right, of technology. Right. You know, but, I mean, that, but the thing is, is like, how do you think that someone living in, you know, 1913 versus 2013 probably said the same thing? Like, oh my God, I cannot believe how fast this technology is changing. Yeah. You know, that's also part of this, the, the constant. You're always going to feel sure. like it's, and it always is going to be speeding up. But so you ever watched Downton Abbey? That TV I have show not. Down? I have not. One of the funniest <laughs> scenes in Downton Abbey is like back in 1913. It's when it literally this old woman, the grandmother, like she goes in the living room, and this big, huge mansion has electricity and a chandelier that's lit up by electricity. <laughs> yeah. They cut the light on, and she gets the shade, and she covers her face. Yeah. And she says. That is gonna kill us all. <laughs> and she had no idea what she had, That's and now look at it. Okay, so so fast forward here. We the town starts because of the foresight of your uh, uh, ancestors, I guess we call them, to to set up, bring the railroad over here, and, and really start the birth of this town. Town grows. The town starts to really blossom. At the turn of the century, in the 1900s, it's the biggest thing anywhere around. It's the biggest economy. It's bigger than Charlotte. You know, it's it's the biggest economy anywhere around. And there's the Anderson Motor Company, uh, there's innovation, there's high technology. Entrepreneurs galore. Entrepreneurs galore, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, that continues to grow, and then, um, uh, of course, eventually we start to get the interstate. And the interstate changes everything again. New technology, it's about access and connectivity. Well, the interstate doesn't run near downtown, so what did we do? We developed frontage four-lane road all the way out to the interstate and that's where we put all of our energy trying to connect to the interstate and it changed the makeup and nature of our entire town and it basically it was coupled with the whole white flight concept the creation of suburbia uh, the movement out towards the interstates and it just downtown died yeah. but that's we were able <coughs> able to get that four-lane road out to the interstate by naming it after a town mayor yes so, so that's that's an excellent point because the interstate, it's just like that Pixar show Cars. Y'all seen that? You I have seen oh, that? I've definitely the seen movie. Cars. Yeah. Yeah. The movie, yeah. It's I like you can see that little town of Radiator Springs yeah. just dried up into nothing because oh, yeah. of the interstate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's kind of what happened in Rock Hill with the downtown. Yeah. And then actually, they came up with an idea <clears throat> that ended up not being a very good idea, but it was a bold idea. And actually it was implemented by a man who just walked into this bar and is sitting at the bar right now, who was the uh, city manager of this town when this happened. And um, he um, is long retired at this point, of course. And they put a roof on downtown Rock Hill. What? And turned it into a mall. An wow. indoor mall. Wow, what are you, faking it? You were here. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, your, what was childhood downtown, before they did that, your childhood of downtown Rock Hill, what was that like? I, I vaguely remember not having a roof, okay. vaguely. I do remember Belk and Ivy's 
Um, but I do remember when they uh, opened the Rock Hill Mall on Cherry Road, and that was near where I actually lived. So uh, that's Belks and Ivy moved to down to the mall, and the Belk and Ivy downtown died over time, and they had to close down, and that was the anchor of downtown. And I, I remember the justification was if there's malls that are creating people that come to a mall, we need to make a mall downstairs, downtown. Yeah. So they put a roof on it, put tile floor down, and literally turned downtown Rock Hill into a mall, and tore down a bunch of buildings to make parking lots. I mean, looking back on it, it just makes me feel horrible to even say that out loud. But the thing about that is, I think that's almost sort of a, a misguided way of looking at you know, sort of updating and you, it's like, well, people like malls now, let's make it a mall, you know? So it's like, that's actually the attitude there and the thinking is that it's, it's, it is modernizing something that's old. I think it's just a, a misguided idea, you know? That. It's maybe just sort of like, not exactly the right use of sort of, I don't know, updating or making use of technology or whatever, but it is an attempt, you know, it's an, it's an attempt at that. I agree with that, and I think that's what I was trying to say earlier. When it, it creates some bad things and some good things. There's some, some destruction, some positive. You know, and I think that we have to be careful in some of the decisions that we make when we change things that are old. Especially anytime we're tearing something down or uh, building over top of something that exists. We gotta think through, um, I think the new perspective of the creative use of existing space is really where we can create energy versus um, tearing down existing space to create new existing space that looks like the trend of what is going on, you know what I mean? Like altering the physical makeup of downtown to make it be a, a mall is very different than um, trying to keep old existing buildings and put new uses into those those buildings. That's a very different perspective. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think it boils down to the thing I keep pointing out about your perspective and your attitude towards what you have. I mean, it's the same thing that works on an individual social level that it, it it's sort of about confidence and it's about believing in what you have versus operating out of fear, which maybe sometimes altering what you have so that it fits into a more reasonable, modern, contemporary idea. That's sort of a little, there's a little more fear involved there than saying like, well, here's this great thing. How can it be added to by technology or whatever, as opposed to just how can I paint this thing over and make and pretend that it's something new? Yeah. You know? There's also yeah. groupthink. You know, you get into these meetings, and I'm in a lot with these uh, boards and councils and committees, and a lot of groupthink starts to happen. Somebody puts forward an idea, and somebody else supports it, and so they say, well, I mean, they support it, and the committee approved it, and I mean, I guess, you know, it sounds fine to me. I don't really understand it. And, and you just start to have this momentum. And all of a sudden, you're doing something that maybe you hadn't really thought through. You're voting yes on because it's just a group thing, you know? Then it goes all the way up to Congress and the government shuts exactly. down. Right, yeah. Right. Collaboration, so, another key ingredient to what makes Pixar movies very good. Oh, yes. To, to re, to, that's the thing that sets that studio apart is, is their films are always very collaborative in, in the creative process. And yeah. so I still once again bring up Pixar, so that's all. Yeah, I, don't, well, I didn't want Chip to beat me to the Pixar reference, so I had to do something. <laughs> well, well, Bugs Life is my favorite. I'm well, just Bugs saying. Bugs Life is an amazing yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's the purpose of a day remus, you know, if you think about it. I mean, is that maybe we wouldn't have done that in Rock Hill if a lot of people 
could have contributed all kinds of compelling and interesting ideas, and then the best ideas could have kind of been vetted by the community. Thanks, Phil. Um, and and it not be about just a small committee kind of bringing one idea from a different town and saying, well, this is all we got. Yeah. We've got to do something. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I remember reading in a book called A Good Town Does Well by Dr. Lynn Willoughby. It's a really good book about the city of Rock Hill. And there was this uh, character in our history of this town called um, Mr. Ivy, Ivy I can't remember his first name, but Mr. Ivy was able to uh, convince farmers to sell him their cotton. And he would buy their cotton at a future price. Huh. And that's called, today it's called futures. All right. So people all over the area would skip going to Yorkville. That's actually York today. Right. Okay. You didn't confuse it with other things that had similar names. Right. That's right. Like a stop sign. Yeah, or milk. Or milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a Yorkville, uh, not, not Yorkville. Could I be buying one of these Yorks? No, 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 no. It's a Yorkville. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but but the, the point is that there was a lot of people in this community that had that foresight to understand the future of, um, of how to take advantage or how to be a true entrepreneur, use technology that was available at that time to really make the spirit of this town um, unlike any other town around. Yeah. Okay, so the entrepreneurs are successful, textiles are successful, we start to build out towards the interstate when the interstate comes. We don't know what to do with downtown because it's, it starts to become kind of blight. Um, and then we put a, make it a mall. Um, we experience a lot of uh, segregation in the town. Uh, it becomes a donut. It, you ever it, heard that phrase, no. a donut? Mm. Donut's like a hole in the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> donut town. It's like everything <laughs> develops around the outside, but the center yeah. of the town dies. Exactly. And, and you have this um, racial component to that, too, because you have segregation in the city, and, and it's based on socioeconomics, aligned with socioeconomic divisions. And then you have this uh, flight out to suburbia and these new developments that are bedroom communities to the larger economy of Charlotte. And you have basically a poor, majority black uh, district of the downtown, and you put a mall there, and it kind of, and then there's a mall out heading towards the interstate, and that ends up being the nicer mall that ends up being the quote yeah. white mall, and then you got the quote black mall that's downtown, that's a less, uh, not as good mall, and you have this, it's segregated, it's, it's it has racial, you know, uh, stuff slurring around, and, you know, and it's got, it's just problematic, it's just not. A, a, it's not a unified co- it's not connected. It's not connected. It's yeah. not cohesive. Just everything about it is not good. You know. Right. Well, I mean, that's the interesting thing when you talk about the technology of trains meant that these places that previously just would have been nothing but farmland, and that's all that can really be there, and then it starts to develop a town around it. Then the interstate, and that's this new development. And here we are, as far as like physical travel. I mean, I think we're a good ways off from like, you know, ma- yeah, yeah, teleportation like machines. Yeah. 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 So it's like so. Therefore. This, com- this communication, this sort of idea travel, of e- this ease of ideas, exactly you know? Right. It's the new internet, it's the next thing. Right. There was a train, there was an interstate, now there's the internet. Yeah. It is the absolute next thing, and it's transforming everywhere. Right. And just like the, the interstate had all these negative consequences, after the textile mills left in the 80s, and you had just emptiness in all those mills, then comes the internet, and all of a sudden, you look around downtown Rock Hill, well, the roof comes off, first of all, and we um, raise the roof, 
raised with a Z. We raised it all the way off. That's yeah. how potentially the most anyone ever raised a roof because the roof's gone. Had a bond referendum to put to put it on and a bond referendum to take, take it, it off. off. So we taxed everybody to put it on, taxed everybody to take it off. But but now we have a beautiful downtown. We've invested in all this infrastructure. It's absolutely beautiful, and. We're, we're bringing technology jobs and businesses, and here's my favorite part to this story. If right across, I can see it out of the front of Millstone right now, sitting here doing this podcast, is what's called the Cotton Factory, and that was one of the textile mills, and it's been it's been refurbished and revitalized, and it has two technology-centric companies in it, and there's more jobs in that building today than there ever have been in the history of that building, and they're wow. clean, highly paid jobs. And you think about that, how, how the internet, I mean, you could not run those jobs without the internet. Absolutely. I mean, that's how they function. The, the train allowed textile mills to exist right there, and the internet allows technology jobs to exist right there. Wow. And they're cleaner, higher paid, better jobs. Yes. Um, I, I'd like to uh, say here, because I feel like we've been slagging the, center, the town center mall. It was called town center mall, right? It was, yeah. And I just want to say for the record, and maybe it's, it's a bad thing to tear down old buildings, but when I was born in this town, that's all I ever knew was the town center mall and I thought it was a cool place and I went I went to, I saw a wrestling match there and I saw Tully Blanchard throw a guy into some drywall wow. so I actually have very fond memories of that mall for the record it was kind of <laughs> dark though wasn't it did you see Ole and Arn there That's too or just Tully what's that was it just Tully or the Ole and Arn and the whole all the horses we're outside of my threshold of wrestling knowledge now, actually. I was proud that I remembered that name. I had to write it down so I didn't forget it. But it I was like sitting here the whole time an, trying to think of it. But we didn't have an Orange Julius. We, we didn't have a Chick-fil-A. We didn't have a food court. I don't remember anything in that all, to be honest with you. I remember the, it wasn't, the pawn shop was still there and I was connected to it. Yeah. it and now it's dudes talking about what Rock Hill used to be yeah. like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it, it just, it was dark and it was um, not well, it was mostly empty. And um, and I used to go there as a kid too. There was a newsstand, a record store, There's no arcade either. Yeah, the no arcade, arcade was at the Rock Hill. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that. And everything happens in an arcade in the 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aladdin's Castle. Yeah. I won. I I played a lot of skee ball to win a American Ninja action figure at Aladdin's Castle. Wow. Let's let Let's let the record show. Well deserved, Chris. Yes. Well deserved. <laughs> well, it was Dig Dug for me. Dig Dug. Dig oh, yeah. Man, I love oh, yeah. Dig Dug. You could only last as long as the quarters in your pocket lasted. That's right. That's. Stakes. See, today, you can just hit the reset button. I mean, yeah. come on, what's up with that? Yeah. These foolish children today, they don't know how good they, they got know, it. They don't know what a pocket full of quarters feels like. But here we are. Here we are. You know, there's an awesome uh, retro video game store in downtown yeah. Rock Hill. Yeah, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, how are we going on time? 28 minutes. Okay, we're doing pretty good. And we probably got like three minutes of nothing like cut out. Yeah, so... So, I mean, you know, we start, this town was started. So, to, to sum up, now this town was started. In summary. In summary. As, you know. <laughs> as one once said, um, the town was started because um, Ship's family. No, no, it was because the railroad <laughs> didn't want to mess up somebody's cows in Ebenezer. Exactly. Was actually but Chip himself. Yeah, Chip, <laughs> actually, Chip is very old. You might not be able to tell by his voice. <laughs> Um, no, but seriously. Well, he's a robot. He is a robot. He's mostly a robot. Um, most of Chip is frozen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually technically speaking with a Chip clone. Yeah, this is a Chip clone. Um, oh. All right. Chip Bot said that most of his... And, uh, it's, if we go back to the people around Chip's... Uh, the Hutchison family, way back Hiram. the White family, Hiram. Hiram. This crowd, they were, they were wise enough and brave enough 
to embrace technology that was going to be game changing. They didn't know if it was going to create all kinds of bad stuff or good stuff, whatever. They, they just allowed it to come in and they tried to manage it to be a good thing. And they were smart enough to say, hey, we need it to stop here. We need the train to stop here. And that is the birth of this entire city. And because Ebenezerville was unwilling to even have that conversation or go there, we don't live in Ebenezerville, we live in Rock Hill. That's right. And that's exactly the reason. And so that was a game changer. Then the interstate came, absolute game changer. There were some good things about it, but there were also some bad things about it, you know. And probably there were some bad things about the train coming through too, I bet there were some bad things about that. And now the internet's here and it's an absolute game changer. And the question is, what do we do with it? You know, and what we need to do to keep the metaphor going strong is we need to put a stop here. We need to make downtown Rock Hill a depot. Oh, that's deep. Thank you. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I like oh, that. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> oh, yes. That's deep. Oh. <laughs> that's a cycle. <laughs> so um, we need to make Rock Hill a depot. Not a donut. Not, as opposed no, no, to no, a donut. No, no, no. Yeah. Mm. Gosh, donuts. <laughs> so, um, so that the way that we, every every town USA, I think, can learn from that kind of metaphor that Rock Hill, I think, is the perfect example of. That everybody now has access to the internet, and they their towns are faced with: Are we going to die? Is everybody going to move away? And this town becomes something that's kitsch and out there somewhere. It's kind of neat to drive through and say, "Oh yeah, there used to be activity here." Isn't that historically cool? Or is it gonna retain and celebrate that history, but have a new world, have a new generation, you know, new energy, new use of old space happening in their town? And I think a lot of it has to do with how do you turn your town into a depot around the internet, you know? Sure. And there's a lot of parallels because what the train did 150 years ago um, is similar to what the internet's doing today. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, Chip, we appreciate you being here with us today. Um, this was fun. I appreciate the invite. Absolutely, and we hope that your great, great, great grandson <laughs> brings the next great innovation, or your great grandson brings the next great innovation to Rock Hill. We'll be looking forward to it. I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs>